don't know how to start the episode. After you do 100 plus of these, it's got to be tough to think of unique ways to, you know, be like, hey, here's the thing yeah. to do in a show. How about, how about... Tricky! Tricky! You know what? I'll take I'll take that little boy in the Last Guardian going Trico over Ico, because that used to drive me up the fucking world. Antoine, <laughs> that's how it went. Antoine, <laughs> I may be exaggerating a little bit, but that's how it no, felt no, like to is, me after is, hours. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that we just edited in the uh, the actual sound file from the game. That that's what that was. Yeah, it's indistinguishable. Uh, I'm known as I'm known for my impersonations, my, my award winning Jim impersonations. Uh, so hey, you, this is you, you do a you do a pretty good Rita Repulsa, my friend. I do all right on that. Yeah, it's that and Doctor Claw sometimes, and that's it. That's it, thanks. Uh, welcome to Podquisition, everybody. And I'm you do a good Sterling. Tim Smith when you're just like talking normally. I can't even remember who Tim Smith is. The Cardiac singer. Oh, yeah, the lead singer of the Cardiacs. Yes, Cardiacs, great band, by the way. Um, he has a brother called Jim, who he bags on for being fat, so that's just is it weird. You? Because, is no, it it's you? not. Is that, why is that why your voice sounds like his? Is that why you're always plugging them? <laughs> that's the, the weird thing, um, in that I sound like Tim Smith, but he's got a fat brother called Jim. <laughs> And it's not me. Um, I, 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 best I love that it's Tim, it's Tim Smith and Jim Smith. Yeah. Like, were the parents just that that bad at names? They're like, oh, just lazy. Out. Just, just yeah. I'm, not, I'm not writing a name with more than three words in it. Fuck we'll it. just do a little curvy tick at the bottom of the T, of the capital T, and now it's a J, and there we go. <laughs> New name. Cardiacs have a, the best intro to a song ever. If you've not heard of Cardiacs, by the way, listener, you've, you've gone wrong somewhere. Uh, look them up on YouTube. Their music videos are amazing, and their music is not quite human. Uh, uh, but basically, the lead singer, part of his shtick is, is just routine humiliation and bullying of the rest of the band, uh, mm. especially his brother Jim. And they got a song called Tarred and Feathered, and on the live version of it, it starts with uh, Tim Smith going, This one's called Tarred and Feathered because Jim's too fat and he's going to die, probably. <laughs> Which I just think's amazing. Um, I'm it's very a great sad it's a, that, that, like, we're never going to have that good an intro to this show. No. Because, you know, this show is, you know, a bit of bullshit. But never. That, never. That is beautiful. Never as good. Like, it's just, what a great reason for naming a song something. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, this episode is not called Tired and Feathered, nor will it be called Jim's Too Fat and He's Going to Die, probably. Although that would be a good title. <laughs> that would be I'll, a bloody good title. I'll workshop it. If, if nothing better comes along, because you never know, it's early days. If yeah. nothing better comes along, I'll wheel back to that one. Uh, how yeah. are you, Laura? G- I'm oh, I'm pretty uh, yeah fuck off Gav it's my turn <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good Jim how are I'm you wonderful. doing I'm all right I'm doing well um got some exciting things going on irons in the fire new uh, yeah ideas for we've, things going on we've 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 both been talking about stuff that we can't actually talk about on the show but I we can both admit that the other person's thing's quite a cool thing that's in the works yes so. both of us have cool upcoming content and ideas yeah. and things um so yeah i'm good you're good that's wonderful gavin my my dear musically inclined friend how are you today uh i'm good i was just gonna say something musically inclined oh, please, when, when i was interrupting <laughs> laura there 
Yeah, how dare you, Gavin? This um, is this is my time. G- Ginger Wildheart of the Wildheart's fame, also from uh, working with Devon Townsend in the past, he sang a song about Tim Smith that's worth listening to. It's called, I think oh. it's called The Ballad of Tim Smith or whatever. Oh, and it's when Tim got very sick and he, he made that song for him. There oh. you go. Uh, anyway, go. I'm I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. I'm enjoying my few days off after the the torturous album mastering. So that's good. <laughs> yes, your Hooray. album came out. Level seven is out now. Check it out on Bandcamp uh, and do a buy of it uh, if yeah. you like good or, music, which you should. Or iTunes or uh, yeah. Amazon oh, they, or Spotify mm, or any anywhere. of those. You can you can get it on all of those. So. Just it, look for the miracle of sound. It's not that difficult, listener. Yeah, and, 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 and buy it because you buying it means I get to make more of them. Mm. And not it's very go back good to working in HMV. <laughs> oh. It's very good to know that you've escaped the hell that is listening to like metronomes and drum beats and being oh, like, oh, I've got to attune it to a more of a frequency. Music words. Yeah, yeah. and they get to listen to my voice it's... for at least an hour. It's fine most of the time, like when you're doing one song at a time, but when you're doing like 20 at a time and trying to get the Dishonored song done at the same time, that, that got a bit much. Yeah, I've, I I know that feeling where it's like you've already got a lot of work and then just have this stupid idea to yeah. bring more work upon yourself yeah, uh, at the same time. Um, that's something yes. we do, isn't it? <laughs> it is something we tend to do. Uh, but yeah. but do check it out, Level 7, uh, uh, wherever good music is found. And the only excuse you have for not getting into it is if you are literally shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of their shell tour, where the entire <laughs> premise was that Shredder hated music and was trying to destroy it. Okay, so don't... Don't be a bad mascara-wearing shredder who hates music, okay? From the 80s or 90s, I don't know which decade it was. It was one of the decades where that kind of shit was allowed. Uh, But anyway, this is a podcast about video games, if you haven't worked it out already. And I guess we could talk about some, if, if, if... Y'all are into that. Yeah. Should we should we start by talking about that one that we played before, but that Gavin's now played, and that Gavin differs in opinion on uh, to us on? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get why that not? out. I'm sorry that we're talking about it again, listener, but we do have in important developments. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the Last Guardian. Um, I I know Jim feels a bit betrayed by this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I feel exactly like those people on Twitter felt when we said we liked Battlefield One. Um, Last Guardian so for the first few hours um, I was kind of at the point of disappointment I'm now about 8 hours in I think 8 or 9 hours and it's really really grown on me the more I stuck with it mm-hmm. um, I, funny okay. enough the, the biggest problem most people have with it is, is Trico and mm. his unresponsiveness and for me, I, I found that's lessened as I've gotten further into the game. He still is unresponsive and still will be a dumbass and like go the wrong way and get stuck. And, and I kind of just made peace with it after a while because I knew he'd eventually do what he needs to do. So I just right. kind of just sit there and watch him every time okay. he does it because he's was, so beautifully animated and I just chill. Was there a, think, a particular turning point for you or was this a slow kind of... What, what I'm going to put down to Stockholm Syndrome, but was, there, <laughs> was it more of a slow evolution of your opinion? It's a, it's a slow evolution and also mm-hmm. it's just that the further I seem to get into the game, the more he seems to respond to my commands. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah see, a lot this, of people have put that it, down to a deliberate design thing. I yeah. never tangibly felt it myself. And I, I, I never angered, did either. 
I'm angered more by the idea that it's on purpose than if it was yeah. an accident. If it was just yeah. shit AI, okay. Uh, but if they deliberately said, let's be obtuse little fucks, then mm. I'm, I'm mm. not, I, you know. Yeah. Papa don't play that way. I don't well, know what I mean by that. Me and well, Gav were talking about this before the show started. I think that's the big difference between us is that me and Jim's experience was that the irritation that happens with Trico just never stopped. No matter what we did, it just, yeah. the whole way through the game, fucking he annoying. May, he may well have been more responsive, but my patience yeah. with it was so thin yeah. that yeah. I, I, I didn't notice because every time he did fuck up, which was still happening yeah. to, by the end. Uh, and as Gav says, like it still will fuck up at times. Like, uh, but, but every I think time it, I felt it worse and worse yeah. each time. Well, For me, it was kind of like an attitude change. It was almost like, well, this is this is the watching the cutscene bit now. You're just going to watch his animations as he figures yeah. this out and just look at maybe look at the because you know i'm i am that kind of gamer i'm happy to just look around at environments and stuff for a while mm. and i could see how it'd be really frustrating if someone's trying to get through the game but um yeah. i mean like i like looking at environments i like um exploration uh but mm. I, i've got my limits <laughs> i've yeah. got my limits i'm so glad that gavin enjoyed it oh absolutely because i wish i wish i enjoyed it more like mm-hmm. i wish i was in gavin's position i don't take any satisfaction out of being as annoyed with this game as I am and I want to go back to it I want to rewatch it at some point I don't want to play it again and I yeah. wish that wasn't the case so I'm super glad that I'll... be it be it by having a luckier run with the game or by difference in mentality I'm so glad that Gavin enjoyed it when when you ask which part that um was a turning point it was more of a gradual thing but there's certain story beats that just won yeah. me over completely on the game as a whole mm-hmm. and it was um, I, I obviously I, I, can't spoil anything but yeah. not, we, it's, we it's probably such agree a, on those like, I can't remember the last time a game made me want to weep tears of joy and just <laughs> you know I, I think it was yeah. fucking Mass Effect 2 say, if, if, I, if I'm do you know what those, I mean it's a long time since I've just felt beats. that raw emotion and, and, and not yeah. in like it doesn't it's not like in the sad parts like because whenever trico gets sad i'm like but it was like a little happy moment later into the game and i was just like oh my god my heart is going to explode Mm -hmm. i don't disagree with kind of then that moments like that i just forgot everything else yeah i i completely agree with you on those story topic beats being so superb yeah and that's why it annoys me so much that i found the game like oh sorry one second uh drop something um, that's what annoyed me so much about being annoyed about being annoyed with the controls is that I wanted to love this game, yeah. and so often it was doing things that I was like, I fucking love what you're doing right now, but I don't want to have to like next play time I us. want to experience this experience. Yeah. I don't want to have to play to get to this. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that a real shame. That, all that being said, um, the fucking kid drives me up the wall with his controls no he it's just like he's the worst the controlling platforming he's he's so avatar weird. He's floating. i've played 
in about 10 like, years. He's <laughs> overanimated. Yeah, he's yeah. overanimated. Y- you try and turn him around and he has this very yeah. floaty, like, switch between directions. I've, he controls like he's some kind of, like, power boat. But he's yeah, so I've, finicky I've talked as about well. overanimation. In, it, it happens in several games. Um, it was one of my problems with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, for some reason, I felt it worse in that one, probably because it also worked in tandem with the amount of bugs the game had. But combat didn't feel good to me in, in that game. Or indeed many... Uh, of the Assassin's Creed games because they put so many extra animated flourishes in that are not necessary mm. and just delay your sense of input mm. uh, and and I've got a real problem with that it's it's part of my problem with um, sort of cartoony uh, platformers that use tight platforming but also have gorgeously animated characters where the, the animations are gorgeous yes but they all like every little incremental second of animation gets in the way. Every little frame gets in the way of your button presses and the action mm. on the screen. Uh, and so, if I'm playing and something not, like that, it's not like the two are mutually exclusive because the Sands of Time trilogy had gorgeous animations oh, and sure. really responsive platforming. But you the know? best animations are ones that look good and also are functional. That do you know what they need to do? Mm-hmm. No less, no more. The uh, ki- you know. There, there's something to be said for for not going overindulgent with it and just doing what you need to do. I think that is he, just as important as looking nice. Exactly, and he has like hundreds of small problems yes. with the controls yes. that compound themselves Little all stumbles, into one big design. Like you're trying to get from grabs. one side of a room to another becomes a nightmare of yes. like testing your like for example he's got this one thing that if he's about to walk off a ledge he'll stop and do this kind of balancing animation which i appreciate that that's there because it stopped me falling off ledges but the problem with it is he'll do it on like a two foot high yep brick yeah there's no you'll be trying to climb off a brick onto the floor and he won't do it and you're like there's no context (laughs) that's true for a lot of his stuff no context for a lot of his animations um you know what's good for a, a 200 foot fall is good for as you say a two foot brick yeah. it, it's he does that with like stumbling as well falling over and things it's like yeah. it doesn't matter how far he's jumping or how hard he's running like there are certain things where he will he'll just do animations that that aren't necessary just yeah. to show off like it just feels like the animator's showing off and, the and physics, i don't like that don't the put physics more... don't justify that level of uh no, not at all. Like the barrel, the throwing the barrels bits should have been left in the fucking oh bin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put it in the fucking say. Yeah, um, don't start me like, on that fucking fuck rolling you. cage. Oh, uh, that bit can go die in fucking hell. <laughs> I I didn't mind the rolling cage thing when the rolling cage thing became clear to me. Mm. when it was just rolling around doing fuck all, not knowing what the fuck the game wanted or trying to guess what the developer was thinking, that's well, that was annoying. Well, my cage got snagged on a small brick, you see. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It that, literally took yeah. me, I'm not joking, it took me 10 minutes almost to get past a small brick mm-hmm. to yeah, the part the bricks, of where I was supposed to be. Getting caught on the scenery. Again, these are common problems I've, I've complained about in other games as well, but here mm. they just seem amplified for me. But mm. getting caught on the scenery is something I get annoyed with in a lot of games. I, mm. and, and what pisses me off about it is it so commonly happens in those shitty indie Steam games I play on YouTube. Yeah. I don't expect to see that in a Sony-published 10-year-long product. Yeah. 
And it's you know? funny because people are using the argument, well, he's a kid, of course, he's clumsy. And it's like, well, oh, stop it I've never seen fucking... a real-life kid run into a wall while it's trying to climb it or well, get it. snagged on a brick or, you know. It goes beyond, like, believable foibles. Mm. And, and and it's like, well, if that is supposed to be a real kid, then that's a real kid that's not going to see his 20s mm. because he will just die because he's fucking incapable of anything. It's so, like, like, don't bring that shit up. <laughs> don't justify it with this shit, right? I'm playing a video game. I'm not looking at a real dog and a real boy trying to escape a cave, right? Mm. I'm playing a video game. I expect it to be responsive. I expect it to do what, what you know... I expect it to do. I expect it to play, like, sensibly and intuitively, at least on some degree. Like, you know, I don't want it holding my hand. I know people get, like, complain about hand-holding, which sometimes is just the game having the common fucking decency to tell you what you should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not a bad thing, hardcore gamers, right? I don't, don't... Don't fucking justify it with, well, dogs aren't supposed to listen to you. No, but video games are! Yeah, I do, again for me, I don't mind the dog thing so much, but the the kids, you can't argue realism in no it excuse. because they're not the problems aren't realistic. Mm, no. A kid won't get stuck on a brick, do you know, unless I, they're a really thick kid. <laughs> I have done my shouting. I I keep going to shout. I'm just like no. Nope. I don't yeah, have I any more have. of it left. In, I don't have any more of it left in me. <laughs> I, I I got all my anger out. I'm just like nope game's fucking bullshit and I wish it wasn't because I fucking love it. Mm, and yeah. that's that. Like, I if, wish if I love this bullshit game. I'm at the point with this game because of the story and the environments and, 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 and the cool set pieces that if the kids had decent controls, this would easily be my game of the year. Like, yeah. easily. A runaway fucking... If it weren't for those story Runaway beats, my game of the year, but if it weren't as for it is, beats, it's something that I'm struggling with a lot, so... Disappointing, but lower. still something yeah. I'm madly in love with. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm do, what I'm doing with my sentences, I'm slotting it in between the bits where Gavin stops to breathe. So we both communicate our ideas at the same time, but staggered. <laughs> it's like people get them in like like season pass form. <laughs> well, I'm um, I'm done talking now, so you. I think you we see. were. I, I think we. I think it may have been a, a bit of lag there, but I was like, yeah. okay, I've started the sentence. And it was a sense I started like like way back at the beginning of this discussion, and I realised the listeners would pick up on it and think, "Well, he he, he he's got to finish it this time." So mm. I did that for the three listeners who were paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I I'm on the podcast. I'm not paying fucking attention. I no, wouldn't have noticed. Honest, I, you know, I keep like kept, like seeing Boglins on my desk at the corner of my eye and just looking at them and then forgetting that I'm doing a podcast. This, it happens is- a lot. This is the problem with doing podcasts in, in rooms full of interesting things that you've accumulated to be your workspace. It's like, oh no, there's all these things that will distract me from the conversation I'm meant to be having with, oh, with a human yes, being. I'm playing um, with a knife right now. Like, I've, I've cut myself fucking playing. Like, cause I, I've got a knife that I use for oh. like, opening boxes. And I just <laughs> I, cut myself on them. I wish um, I'd been playing with anything as exciting. I've been messing around with a Sharpie during the podcast. Nice. Just, just fiddling about with a Sharpie. This, this is Fle- why I've backed... here. There we plectrums. go. See, we've all got fiddle things. Uh, speaking of which, this is why I backed um, the Fiddle Cube on Kickstarter. I uh, should be getting one of those this month, hopefully. Um, they're like little cubes. Well, it's in the name. Little yeah. cubes, they've got little tiny buttons and switches and rotate things on them. And they're designed just for people like me who can't fucking keep their hands to themselves uh, oh, that's when brilliant. they're doing stuff. Yeah. I, I thought it was a fantastic idea. So, yeah, As I backed that. I, I backed that as well because as someone that has, like, 
issues where I find myself needing to do repetitive movements to keep myself calm sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking perfect thing for that. So, mm. yeah, yeah. it's genius. Like, it's got... You know, fiddly people like me and, as Laura said, you know, people who, who need the, the, the kind of the routine action and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, fantastic idea. Um, hey, by the way, guys, um, the, the co-optional guys used a different program for the podcast and I'm not, there was no lag. Like zero well, lag. Oh, oh Here, I mean, here's the thing: we've talked about for like three or four weeks replacing the program, and every time yeah. I go to Jim and say, "Oh, is this, should we make this the week that we change the program?" Jim's like, ah, "I've got round to it yet," and yeah, that's his... why we've not changed from Skype. Yeah. Is because I keep suggesting lag. it to Jim, and well, and like Dodger's on like the west, west coast, isn't she? Yeah, I'm a yeah. piece of shit. Okay, that's that's the bottom line. A listener very kindly offered a Discord server for us to do this on. But here's how I operate, right? When I'm not doing something at that moment, I forget it exists. Podquisition exists to me for an hour and change on a Wednesday afternoon and also Thursday morning when I post it. Yeah. In all of the hours when that's not happening... I don't know it's a real thing. Well, I, I message you about it when we're doing topic lists. I'm like, oh, here's all the things we're going to talk about this week. Also, Jim, do we want to do the thing where we change program? And you're like... By that point, uh, by, by that point, it's too late. <laughs> and to set it up... Jim. Plus, I'm probably masturbating. Uh, it's which... fine. At, uh, someday we'll change the program. It's fine. We'll, we'll change it. I'm, we should do it I'll, on the, on the, on the Tuesday. It. I'll fix it. I'll, I'm sorry, everyone. That's all right. So I have a news story I didn't put on the topic list, but I, that I think you both might find uh, amusing. Yeah, yeah so, hit me with it. Have either of you heard the news story about the uh, the accountant who stole a lot of money that is to do with video games? Uh, I no, no, no. Okay, okay. Re- are you ready for this? So, oh yes. There is an accountant. He doesn't work in video games, and over the course of probably a decade, it turns out he stole. Five million dollars from the company that he was doing accounting for because he was a crooked accountant stealing a bunch of money. So I can't whistle. I was trying to do an impressed whistle, but I can't whistle, so it just. So my question, my question for you both is: mm-hmm. How much of that five million dollars did he spend on a single video game, and what oh, video god. game? Oh god, no! All right, I'm gonna okay. guess. I'm gonna guess <laughs> Overwatch. Uh, I'm actually, gonna, is it even possible to spend that much on Overwatch? I'm going to guess Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Uh, oh, how, how much do you think he spent, Gav? Oh. Uh, I think he spent about a tenner on microtransactions. I'm going to guess he spent almost all of that five million. He he didn't spend almost all of it. He spent, like, he's, uh, of his five million in stolen, in stolen funds, he spent one million of it on a single game. He spent That's... one million dollars oh in microtransactions on one game. No, the big spaceship thing. Yeah, rather... that's Eve, Eve Online or Eve Valkyrie. Yeah, it's not that... You're gonna, you're gonna be terrified. Oh, oh I thought it, it was because you moved on to the, the amount. Counter Strike? No, 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 it's not Candy FIFA. Crush. Is it Counter Strike? You're not gonna get there. It's it's worse than all of these. Oh it god! Was Game of War, the what? mobile clash what? of clans the ripoff. Thing, the thing that Conor McGregor does. The yes, the thing the... that call it. Uh, yeah, that he's Game the, of War. Yeah, that that one. 
Not spent, even Clash of Clans. He not went even for Clash the of Clans. He went, he went for the knockoff. He spent one million of his stolen five million on that one fucking knockoff mobile game. Oh my god, the Joker was right. We need a better class criminal. That is, yeah. that is low class. Yeah, That's a so, low class move for a high stakes thief. I yeah, mean, that, that is that a very just... Joker-esque thing to do, really, when you think about it. <laughs> kind it's, of, yeah. Steal it's, five it's million the... and basically burn it on Game of War! Sorry. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you do to basically be like, I didn't even need to steal this, I just wanted to feel powerful. Yeah, um, like that, so that does I, speak I, I, of a problem. Do you know, on that topic, I... if they want, like, Conor McGregor on those ads, they should just show him, because he looks tough, but he doesn't sound tough. Like, Conor McGregor has the voice of Tinky Winky. The, the thing I want to know is after spending a million dollars in that game, is he the best person in the world at that game yet? Like, does he have the highest score? Is he the I mean, highest ranked? Those games are sort of designed so that who spends wins. Do you know I what? Something tells well, me. I'm, With I'm that kind of spending on games, he could have been in Goddess. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, I mean, with he, a million, you can you can make a fucking game. He could have had a life changing experience and been in you, Goddess. He could have you made could, his own Clash of Clans knockoff, and, and then only made he's allowed to play over time. Yeah, he could so, have turned that million into another five. So, in terms of people like creating games, talk uh, there. There are some interesting things we heard from Nintendo this week. Um, I, I'm going to call bullshit on this story already, but uh, Miyamoto said in an interview this week that uh, back when the N64 was around, he basically invented Minecraft. And yeah, I saw he, that. He didn't do anything with it. He did. They never put it out, and he was like, oh, I had a lot of ideas that were incredibly similar to Minecraft back for the N64, and I just... I never put them out. So I feel like we should have sold Minecraft. I'm like, well, if you felt like that, why didn't you fucking do what Microsoft did and say, we'll buy Minecraft and make it a console exclusive? Oh, Minecraft would have been so good if Nintendo got it. Exactly. This just reeks of like, of um, revisionist history where it's like, oh yeah, we kind of thought about something vaguely like this once and didn't That's do it. it. I don't Therefore, think... give us credit for inventing Minecraft in the 90s. <laughs> I, I don't... Th- I, I, I wouldn't believe that it's a deliberate malicious lie. But I do think someone might be over-exaggerating a little bit. Just, um, just a tad. Yeah. Uh, to wit, I would say, show us. If... if if you th- if if you're that confident that you were the Minecraft people first and that you should have by some mandate of heaven um, published Minecraft, you've got to have some documentation, bro. Yeah, just show us like the the napkin that you scribbled in the nineties on like you should put blocks together and then monsters will attack you and you yeah. dig through the blocks and you've got to, to make prove- more blocks. You got to prove it was the nineties. It's got to be like yeah. a, like a Fat Willie Surf Shack T-shirt yeah, he... that you wrote it on or something. <laughs> so yeah, that's Miyamoto's claim of the week that back in the nineties they basically invented Minecraft. Do you and remember like... seeing that? Like Fat Willie Surf Shack logos everywhere. I had yeah, no idea yeah. what Fat Willie Surf Shack was aside from that. It well, was it's, obviously it's, some it's, shack it's to shack. do with surfing. Yeah, yeah, it was um, owned by Fat Willie. But I. I saw it everywhere. I never saw any surfboards near the logos. I saw them in like car windows and t-shirts and things. Well, those it's... were the days when it was cool to wear a thing that implied you go to the beach, and that alone was enough to imply that you were cool. That's true. But, the hey, was very... I sometimes I sometimes go to the beach. I'm trendy. It was a beach-friendly time. Was the nineties? 
It was um, Free Willy, which also had things to do with the ocean and Willy. Um, Wicked Willies, which was popular in the 90s, which had nothing to do with the ocean, but a lot to do with Willies. They were basically toy penises. Well, that's that's a way to sell spare toy penises you have. I had one as a make kid, them be- and that sounds make them bad. related to beaches. Yeah, that does sound bad. But they were like, you could get plush ones, and you. I had like a, a, a little plasticky one, um, and it was basically... Um, like it was sanitized enough to be solid. It wasn't like a anatom- anatomically correct penis, but it was like a a flesh coloured length with a nose and eyes and a smile and little hands, I think. And then they drew little wavy lines at the bottom for uh, to represent pubes. And, and that was a thing. That was a brand. And you, you'd see them like they, they'd give them as prizes in fairgrounds and things. What did you, you say this brand Wicked was Willy. called? Wicked, Wicked Willy. Willy. Yeah. Okay. W- Wicked. I'm, I'm going to have a look at what this uh, stupid children's toy you played with was. Yeah, I don't think they were designed entirely for children. I think that would have been illegal. Um, but they, they had like little comic panel, like little comic strips and, and plushes and toys. I think it was like an adult novelty thing. Okay, for some reason, I can't one came find, into my possession. I can't find I any remember this. Any, I can't find any evidence of this existing. All I'm seeing is toy penises that are very clearly toy penises and not. Any other kind of toy. I remember Wicked Willy. He would always be perving at the girls on the beach. Oh, so he did have something to do with the beach. Well, there's a comic. Yeah, yeah, but I can see a... a Sorry, I just came back from the loo there and you were talking about Wicked Willy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise it was one character. I thought it was a range of... A character's call to the Wicked Willies, but I see here it, now looking at I'm, Google Images. I'm now wondering, was... this can't be the thing that I think I'm looking at. The thing with eyes and lips and drawn uh, on pubes. Yeah, yeah, like a big bulbous nose, like a chad almost. Uh, I'm looking at a book called Wicked Willies Cocktail Party, and they've spelt cocktail yeah. cock like the words and then tail, T-A-L-E. Okay, non yeah. adult jokes. I, I've been looking at this for like two minutes, being like, I'm sure this can't be a real... <laughs> I, I must be looking at the wrong thing. But no, no, you're right. Yeah, that and is, I had to... Uh... You played with the toy of a cartoon penis from a book of non-stop adult jokes, not for sale any, to anyone under six inches. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had various. Uh, he had various books. Wicked Willie's Lowdown on Men: The Essential Guide to Male Misbehavior, Confessions of a Sex Object. Once I'm, I'm again, looking... the dreadful little trouser mole lets the side down and deliberately grasses on every member of his sex. The male cover is blown as Willie reveals how hard it is to be good, and vice versa. I'm looking at like the a... cover of one of these books, and it's just a man looking down at his own penis. It is very clear. Why did you have a toy penis when you were a kid, Jim? I can't remember where it came from. I can't did remember no how it got... Did take it away from you? No. Like, I, was, I was dragged up, not brought up. My you, parents you didn't, didn't give you, a shit. I had a plastic you, you, cock. You didn't go and like drag this out of your parents' like bedside table no. or something. No, no it was like a, it was a charming child's toy. <laughs> I mean, now that I think like this is the first time I've thought about Wicked Willie in in like probably since I was a child. Jim, and now a lot's making sense. I was going to say, Jim, this this explains everything about the way your life's turned out. Is that you 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 played with Wicked Willie a few too many times? I had a plastic cock, and Mum didn't care. <laughs> Oh, Jim, I'm sorry. On uh, the plus side, that sentence is now in 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 a tiebreaker with uh, Jim's too fat and he's going to die probably as a title. Twinkle <laughs> Winkle, that was another one. 
Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Oh God, wicked Willie! Well, so, there we are. I'm sorry about that, everybody. I'm sorry. No, that's think that's, of that. that's that's beautiful, and it tells me so much about you. I feel like I've learnt a lot about you today, Jim. Um, yeah. So, other news we had this week: uh, Shuho Yoshida, the the person in charge of Sony's PlayStation video game division, Lovely big boy. boss, big bossy over at Sony. He doesn't think the Switch is going to be a direct competitor for the PlayStation yeah. consoles they're doing. They say this about mm. every console all the time. It's just to avoid looking like shit if it does sell better than you. Yeah, they're very like, oh, once again, Nintendo have their own way of doing their own things. And this is how Shuhei Yoshida, the man from Japan, talks, by the way. Um, Yes, they're doing their own thing and they're not competing directly with us. So I don't think we should be worried about them. And I mean, in a way... In a way, it's true only insofar as Nintendo does like occupy a strange bubble within the industry where a lot of market trends aren't affected by them and vice versa, um, for the most part. Uh, so it's sort of true in that Nintendo's its own bizarre little island that is affected by things that aren't the ebb and flow of the industry, whereas every other company is affected by those ebbs and flows. That's true. However... No, you're still in competition with them on on a on a financial retail every other level on a philosophical level. No, on, no, because on cause an actual business level, we're, we're, no, we're, they're competition because we we are not competing. Are. We are not competing in the slightest. Our our branding involves like these turquoise neon glowing lights that we have on the front of our consoles. The Switch has a logo that's red. That's a different colour. <laughs> we're not. We're not competing. We're not competing. We're totally yeah. different. Sony, you are. You, like you are. That's that's just the truth. Um, you only get to say you're not competing. Um, and and the, you know, I'll say this as well. Like consoles also compete with other forms of entertainment, like other expensive electronics. Like, it's all in competition because the only, re- the only way you're not in competition is if you exist in a, a world where money is infinite, everybody has it, and also no one is going to die so they have time to play and do everything they ever want to do. Um, you're always competing for ad share, you're competing for market share, you're competing for retail space, you're competing for prominence, you're competing for the audience, you're competing for their money. And their time. You you are deliberately telling a cheeky fib so that on the off chance Nintendo does outperform you, you get to kick back and say, well, it doesn't count. But it does. And that's me talking to a worldwide studio president as if I know better than him. Uh, what's next? <laughs> I say that like I I love Yoshida like like oh, he is a really great. nice guy and he's always treated me really well and and I've always had a a, a great respect for his um, attitude in the industry and uh, his fake but, Twitter profile which is hilarious yeah uh, but on this on this count uh, I got a cool chat and shit yeah a little bit um so what else do we have this week oh have either of you tried mario run the the ios and android mobile mario game that came out this week i gotta ask you about this because like you've been leaking nintendo stuff left right and center Mm. um i can only assume they are not the biggest fan 
of Laura Dale right now. They're not. Um, no, they're not. It's out tomorrow. Like, did he it come out in Europe earlier? Like, or did you just again, like, just do journalist things? I, I, I managed to get a hold of a copy. That's all you need to know. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I wasn't. I, I didn't want no, to ask for that's... like trade secrets or anything on the on yeah. air. I was just, um, I was curious as to like, like, um, not how you got it, but the fact that you had it to begin. I, with. I have it. I've okay. not written my review yet, but not because I can't. Because I could write it any time I fucking want, but I just oh, I, I, like I just haven't gotten around to writing about it yet. So here's here's the thing about Mario Run. Um, yes, I, I did see some of your tweets about this. Yeah, I've talked a little bit about it, and like it, basically my thoughts on this game sum up as it is surprisingly polished for a non-stop runner. I don't usually enjoy that genre, and seeing non-stop runners being done by Nintendo. I kind of see the appeal of the genre in that it's like, oh, if you give a non-stop runner a tight jump mechanic that feels like, you know, Mario's very responsive jump, you do Nintendo level of level design, you mm-hmm. can make fun, challenging levels out of a non-stop runner. And that's really yeah. good. The thing I don't like is that the game is built in such a way that a big part of what's built into it is you've got to be online every minute and even if you're not doing anything with the game it's going to take up 75 meg of data every uh, hour you're playing I think. Right. And the reason why you have to be online all the time for this uh, single player game is that, you know Mitomo that came out earlier this year? Yes. And your yes, big old that, Mi- your, your friend that list. Game that was you- interesting for a day or two. Yeah, the one that you built a new big friends list on by adding all your Twitter people and whatnot on yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, there's a bunch of interactions built into the into the core experience oh, around like, hey, sign in, and once you're signed in, we're gonna make all your friends run against you, and you're always gonna mm. feel inferior because they're running and run against their ghosts and do all this shit with them, and all that stuff detracts from what is a really solid mobile Mario game. Like, if this was just a single-player campaign, go through the pre-written, like, pre-designed levels by yourself, do a Mario game on your phone, you only need to tap to jump, I'd have been very on board with that. It's when it starts trying to force in the online stuff that is built into it that I'm like, oh, no, you're you're making me enjoy this less and less as time goes on. I've I've heard similar things, especially about the online thing. Um, It it seems to me another classic case of, of Nintendo doing things to be different for the sake of difference uh, when they could have like it, they're a great frustrating company because they mastered the art of simple game design of no frills you run you jump you do the thing it's functional it's fun uh, but I, I I mean this has always been true of them but like there's a flip side of it where they also needlessly complicate things um, and, and make things more of a hassle than they should be. You know, like where they went from the Wii, which was simple and elegant, to the Wii U, which was a confusing clusterfuck for everyone. Uh, and and you know, th- these are the people that can do these, these elegantly designed Mario games, and also did fucking Star Fox Zero uh, out of ten. Uh, and and that's a great frustration of mine with the company. It's like the they Wii know. U, um... The Wii U Mario game was nicely designed. The 3D, uh, I yeah, can't remember yeah. what, oh, no, what no, it was no, called. It was, but... I think, um, was it 
no. it Mario Land? 3D Land. 3D World. 3D Land. Like there's a world and a land. Yeah. Super 3D Mario Wii U with the cat suits. Yeah, that was a Yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah, yeah, but again, they still know how to do it. They still bring out elegantly designed, simple games that don't try to do too much or, or, or don't, you know, over-egg the pudding. Mm. And then they, they, they'll bring out some convoluted, contrived thing because, you know, uh, Miyamoto or somebody will just get antsy and not want to do something that's, that works well, this, and just be like, I've got to be different, I've got is, to be special. This is once again why I'm concerned about the Switch, is that... Nintendo seem to be doing everything right right now with how they're marketing the Switch and like what that how they've presented it. But I'm just paranoid that they're going to do a Nintendo and be like, oh, hey, here's that fatal flaw that you didn't see coming that only Nintendo would have forced into this. Because Nintendo like to force weird design choices into their game that sometimes just ruin what would have been otherwise exciting experiences. Their social stuff is, is frustrating because it misses the mark. Like, they have this, you know, this Super Mario run, uh, or whatever it's called. I think that's it. Um, And as you say, they've tied it in with fucking Miitomo bullshit. Like, they've got a social network already. And and, and, and again, this is is the problem with Nintendo. They know that social networking is, uh, you know, a huge thing. They know that social networking and sharing within games is a hot, Mm. a hot item and it's something i'm a big fan of like i love the playstation share button i think it's one of the best fucking uh ideas a game console's ever fucking had uh, but part of the reason why it's so good is it's non-intrusive you press mm. the share button you save the screenshot you save the video whatever um and i loved and still really like the miiverse it's non-intrusive it's there it runs you can access it when you want but it's not jumping in the way of the games it's not in like like changing how the game feels and runs and operates and it's not changing how the user interacts with the game uh, they have meverse like like build on that keep that work on that push that don't not with this mitomo thing like if they could wrap the fucking meverse stuff into super mario run like that exposes a lot more people to that and keeps that healthy and alive and kicking which i think is a good thing don't don't drag me Tomo into this. Like that thing's dead in the water. No one gives a fuck. Like fuck off with it. And don't don't make me <laughs> like use up my data on my phone, you pricks. Exactly. Well, like the only thing that annoys me about having to be always online with it is that I enjoy the gameplay. And when do I usually get around to playing phone games that aren't like Pokemon Go that requires me to be walking? It's usually if I'm on like a train where I can't get signal or the tube or a flight. That's when I'm like, oh, I guess my phone has battery left in it. I'll play something on that. It's annoying to me that there is no option to play through the single player content offline. Yeah, like, like I don't want to feel tied to a Wi-Fi connection to to play a mobile game. Yeah, um, plus it it cuts out the market of buy your kids a Mario game on their phone uh, on well not their phone on their iPod because kids with iPod touches fucking every kid's got an iPod touch at this point. You're not going to buy your, your kid Mario if they, they can't play it on their phone because they only get so much internet time a day or whatever. Yes, yes, that's also a big issue. I, I saw some, I forget who it was, but I saw someone mention they've got a kid and, and they won't get this because they, they don't want to give their child a phone connected to the internet constantly. Yeah. 
so that's that's a bunch of stuff that went yeah. on. I mean, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm in that period of the year right now where I'm all the big games are out, so I've got the leisure to pick and choose anything I haven't gotten round to, or or I'm, I'm reviewing things on a whim just mm. for. Just for the enjoyment of it and to get, you know, content up for others to enjoy. Um, you know, I've been playing Darksiders Warmastered Edition because I missed that during, you know, whenever it came out, like October, November, whenever. Um, and and this game is, is that sort of what I would call an indulgence game for me, where I'm playing it and I'll probably write a review of it. But at my own time, it's a, it's a mobile thing, and I don't often cover mobile games, so it's a nice little treat for me to do something a little bit different. Um, yeah. And and I you know I'm looking I've been looking forward to it like since it was announced like some people shout on the idea on principle but I think it's a I've... it's a genius idea I like endless runners I like Mario well enough it's a great idea to merge the two uh, but this is just annoying I've been excited for this since it was announced because I thought if there's any company that can take like here's a control scheme just single touchscreen tap and find a way to take a genre that is inherent to that like non-stop runners yep. and make it feel good it's nintendo it's nintendo, nintendo specialty simplicity yeah they are very good at like it. here is a simple control scheme let's build a game around that control scheme and they do that so well yep. but again uh, I they have wish, to over egg yeah. the fucking pudding yes so we've got that's about it for news. Do we want to do some questions and stuff for a bit, or do we want to talk about the porn? Didn't you guys want to talk about who's the best boy? Well, that's one of the questions on the topic list this week. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let okay. me let me find um, the question about who's best boy while we do this. Do we? Do you want to talk about porn, Jim? I'll I'll yeah, talk about go on. Talk about your bit. porn. I'll talk about my pornography. Um, I tell you what, right? I've got a Brazzers account that's probably tax deductible at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, Brazzers brought another one out. Uh, I think they've cottoned on to the fact that it gets attention um, from, you know, desperate reprobates like me who will make content out of any old shit. Uh, so they did the Overwatch one that got a, made a lot of headlines. Uh, Oversnatch, they called it. Uh, a letter ocean uh, dressed up as Widowmaker getting fucked by some dude who uh, is dressed like Reaper. And that was f- funny as a thing. Um you know, I did a review of it on YouTube, heavily censored, of course. Uh, Kotaku did a thing on it. I, actually, Kotaku reviewed it after I did. So, you know, you, chopping on my flavour a little bit there. Exactly, they're stealing... At least when I review porn, I, I stick away from video games. I do give Power <laughs> I know Rangers Ka- porn. I know Kotaku must... Someone there must have saw my video. And I'm not saying they saw it and then thought, I'm going to copy it. I'm just saying someone should have spoke up. Evil happens because, because there's when no, good Kotaku reporters do nothing because, to stop yeah, other reporters. Because two stop. people aren't allowed to review the same piece of media, of course. I mean, it's you can, but like they did it in like the same sort of style and shit as well, like this piss-takey thing. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it would be nice, right, for Kotaku to give me like a weekly column with some of that. Oh, sorry, I was going to say with some of that Gorka money. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, ah. No, in, enjoy your porn review, Kotaku. Um, but anyway, I did it better. Um, and if you believe half of my YouTube comment is uh, someone called the Cinema Snob did it way better than me to begin with. Anyway, so it's uh, none of us can claim ex- exclusivity here, uh, <laughs> unless you're a, uh, this Cinema Snob uh, fella. Uh, so anyway, I reviewed that, did a video of that. Then they brought out Cock of Duty. Not Call of Booty, which is the obvious one. They did Cock of Duty, which 
just makes no sense when they could have had Balls of Duty or something, which was amazing. Cock of Duty was way more entertaining um, on a you know an unintentional level than Oversnatch. Like they had terrible CG effects, like stock CG effects for like rocket launchers and tanks and helicopters. Um, the bit before the sex happens dragged on so long it was brilliant. Loads of like pretend shooting against soldiers, um, jeeps and shit. Uh, and and then it ended after they fucked because obviously they did. Uh, yeah, it, it uh, a spaceship just appeared, and that was the end of that. It was an incredibly bizarre. It was a metaphor video. for the Call of Duty series. A spaceship mm. appeared, and that was the end of that. They <laughs> <laughs> they they always end so abruptly. These porn parodies. There's no wind down of like you know smutty puns. Yeah, because they know you've clicked off at that point. No, I'm there also for, like, I'm there because I want to see puns at the end. Some of us are hungry some... for your puns. Exactly. Presses. I want to be, you know, I've, I've finished, I've finished playing around with my lady business and I'm like, okay, I'm lying here in the afterglow. I want to be brought back to reality by a couple of well-written cheesy puns and That's be like, it, like, oh, it's okay. I'm out of porn land. I'm back into cheesy pun land, which is real life. Oh, you, you know, know like, like, you know, when you... When you're masturbating, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a pleasant thing to do. It's disgusting. You and feel you ashamed are of yourself by the time beast. you're done. You are a beast in the field, no yeah. better than a brazen ox. And you want to be lulled back to a sense of human decency yeah, you, with some light-hearted puns. You want to be reminded that you are somehow better than the animals in the world. Like, you know, at that moment where you've been, you've been, you know, having a play with yourself, you're like... Right now, am I any better than an animal? Yes, I am, because I can enjoy a good pun, and I'm pretty sure a Doberman cannot. <laughs> exactly. Right. The, the difference between me and a monkey that's jacking off in the zoo is that the monkey doesn't appreciate it when you say something like, I bet you drive stick. Ah. But I do, because I know that means penis. Exactly, right? yeah. You to be un- honest, the... The whole I prefer stick thing that they did in this latest parody did, did not land well. <laughs> I, I I think the I, I can't tell if Nikki Benz is drunk during it. Um she just uh, seems out of it or, or very high. And if she is, I want some of that kindness because it looked to be doing wonders. So yeah, you you, you looked at porn about the mechanic from Final Fantasy fifteen. Yes, that's see, basically yeah. what we're leading to is they yeah. and funnily enough they didn't like call it like I don't know because she does get fucked in the ass, so you could have called it anal fantasy yeah. or something like that, um, or, or Final Fant ass e, but they called it full service. Um, <laughs> like it's like, not even a, a play on Final. Fa- a like like they could have it, called it the Adventures of. Coctus or something like yeah. that, but it's yeah. full service station, a triple X, uh, a triple X parody, and that doesn't say anything about Final Fantasy. No, you have and to already know that there is a female mechanic who wears like her top yes. very unzipped to know what's going on. Yeah, like you've got Nikki Benz ostensibly dressed like Cindy from from Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, the costume's all wrong, um, mm. and her. Um, she's, you know, she's, she's long-haired she's, brunette. She's wearing short, short denim shorts and a top that is unzipped quite a lot, and that's about as close as the outfits yeah. are. Yeah, it's yellow. It's yeah. a yellow top. It works. Um, but what really gets me is they didn't bother coming up with a, a decent pun for the title. Mm. But the logo's incredible. 
the logo is like you know what I'm assuming is is Nicky Ben sort of posing um, hand drawn with full service station, but they got the font like really close to Final Fantasy, and the artwork behind it is like a proper homage to Final Fantasy's logo artwork, um, and 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 yet they wasted it on something that doesn't even sound a bit like Final Fantasy. Mm. So so that's a shame. And that kind of sets the tone for the whole yeah. thing, because this one, I feel like they're coasting. Like, they got all the attention with Oversnatch, and Cock of Duty, they really well, pushed the boat out. I've, this one, they're like, we'll get attention anyway, let's just, let's just phone it in. I'm disappointed that they didn't go for the lowest hanging fruit of all with the way people have been discussing this game, and have it be a four-way gay sex porn. That's what everyone said. Anal, anal, anal fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, it's anal fantasy, and it's four boy emo boy band people in a car, and then they pull over in the car. It's like, oh, we've got to stop at the campsite for the night so we don't, you know, get attacked by monsters on the road. Well, mm. yeah. what do you want to do to Can pass just... the time by the campfire? Why don't we fuck? Gav, do you work for Kotaku? No, good oh, God, no. Because I, I, I said anal. <laughs> it's just I said anal fantasy five minutes before you did. So uh, I'm just wondering if you're again. I'm sure you're the first person who's ever thought of anal I'm fantasy just, as a parody saying, title, Jim. I'm just saying. No, sorry. <laughs> the problem there is that I no, stopped listening to you momentarily. It's, we, we, honestly, not... I figured that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. I, that's fair enough. I yeah. don't like listening to myself either. It's, it's okay. I I can understand like shying away when me and Jim start talking about jerking off. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanna I wanna open a record store called Vinyl Fantasy. That's that's been a dream of mine for about ten years. I wanna open a nice little like record vintage record store, call it Vinyl Fantasy, and I'll get it. I'll get what I did. <laughs> even if no one else does. Well, so anyway, this this poor In Anal Fantasy, yeah. Coctus and Gladdy Whole Lust get together. Yeah. That works. Prompto just that works, we'll have him come first. I- Ignis uh, could be Jizness. Yeah, or or, or fing, Ig- Ignips. Ignips. Ignips, that'll do. Um, you know, what pissed me off most was even when he comes in Nicky Benz's face, he doesn't say, I've come up with a new recipe. <laughs> or, 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 like, you know, I've come a new recipe. Like, anything. Any reference to the game would have been nice, but there's no... There's no reference to the game. This guy's driving his van in the desert, and I think that's why they I think that's why they're parodying Final Fantasy XV. Is because you can put a vehicle in the desert and say, yeah, that looks like Final Fantasy XV. That's close mm. enough. Even if we've got a California license plate that we've ducked over uh, duct taped over. Um, so it's just a guy in the desert. Bold Final Fantasy protagonist. Parody. Bold, Bold dude. Wow. Mm. Like, when Final Fantasy games are made of, like, I want to say 60% hairstyles, we got a bald guy in a bit of a black trench coat. Like, it's not good enough. She turns up, tries to fix his car, you know, rubs a clitoris with a flashlight, whatever, gets oil on her tits. A a really bad CGI troll that looks like it could have been bought from the asset store on Unity turns up. (laughs) Uh, She pretends to hit it with a wrench, T- uh, lasers fire out of her tits go off the planet earth it's set on earth come back down from space hit the uh ogre troll whatever it dies then they fuck for a bit does her up the ass uh splaffs on her face doesn't make a joke about recipes uh she says there's no charge uh licks to come off her face we hear another monster roar end of end of the video 
And and that's not good. It's not good enough. Presents. Okay, Jim. It's, it's Jim, not good enough. I have a proposition for you right now, Jim. Yes. I I genuinely believe that we could write better porn parodies than Brazzers. Absolutely. I I would one day if you're up for this, I'm totally up for just sitting and picking a game and we try and write a porn parody. And we just we'll write that. a script. If you were up for this, I am up for writing a porn parody script for a video game and that being a thing we do because we'll do that. I'm yeah. pretty sure it'll be better than this piece of shit. Absolutely. We'll 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 come up with better than this. Um, hell, I, I reckon we could come up with a better fucking Final Fantasy fifteen parody. Oh, we already for have, a like, start. Yeah, you, I've come up with a new recipe that's already better. Already, we already have it. Be you know, get four beautiful men to fuck yeah. each other. Um, and we've, and, and we've got to get them. We've got to get them really high quality wigs so they definitely look like the Final Fantasy boys. Absolutely, mind you, I've seen some gay porn where they have hair that will rival Noctis and, and, and that. Like we can, we can get the hair pre-baked on some of these uh, pornographic lads. You can use sound bites from the game because one thing I've noticed playing Final Fantasy is that half the time it sounds like a porno because they're just like... That's... <clears throat> Every time something yeah. happens, they're all like... <clears throat> Square Enix's <clears throat> voice direction seems to call for a lot of that. Like any slight movement to a character has to have a... <clears throat> or if they observe <clears throat> something happening, <clears throat> they go... <clears throat> yeah, like more so than any other game I've seen. Like it, it can be common, I, I think, in some Japanese games to like overemphasize grunts and, and noises when moving. Yeah, but I think Final it Fantasy is a Japanese thing, goes, isn't it? Yeah, but but Square Enix goes so in excess of it; it's amazing. Mm. It happens a lot in Fifteen. Lots of uh, ooh, uh, for for no reason. Like mm. nothing. Like I don't grunt that much when I like move, and I'm a fat fuck. Oh, so. Ooh. Jim, I have a fantastic idea for the Final Fantasy XV porn. You yes. know, you know that like a bunch of the early game is about trying to get that ring. Yes. It's a cock uh, ring. You're trying to get the magic. You're trying to get the magic cock ring, and and you, you, you Lady Luda Freya yeah. has your cock ring. You, you know, she forgot to give it back to you it, last you, time you know, saw each other. You need to find Lady Luda Freya's ring. I mean, it, the story writes itself. Yeah, God it, damn it, it Brazzers! Yeah, you've you've got to find. You've Why got to find not both? The ring. Yes, yeah. the ring is on her ring. The ring is oh, in no. her ring. Yeah. Yes. The you, cock you, ring is in her ring, and he needs to put like cock tees. Like I liked cock tees, but I'm going to call him cock tees. Um, mm. Likes to put. Like, he has to put his cock in her ring to, to pull the ring. the ring out. The only way to get the ring is to consummate their marriage to be. Yeah. No, he's he's. It's not. It's not his penis. It's the magic sword that he gets from his dead ancestors from the line of of the kings. You know, it's those magic weapons. Yeah. It's his magic glowing sword, Dick. And when when he gets his glowing sword, Dick, he can take on the Sniffleheim Empire. Oh, Sniffleheim! I oh oh beautiful. Even better. I I I prostrate myself before you. That was far better. Okay, so we got the stiff, the Stiffelheim Empire, <laughs> Cocktees and um, and Quimsom, um, Quimsomnia. Oh. Quim- oh my God, you're on fire, Gavin! How are you? You so see, good Brazzers, at this? it's this easy. We yeah. we've just like we've just thrown this out there right now when we've written a better parody than you, Brazzers. Us three, yeah. in five minutes, we came up with a better parody, and we're idiots. Okay, we're not business moguls like you. Unbelievable, unbelievable. There's n- Where's the art? Where's the art? There, there clearly is none. Um, so you yeah, do better with your next one. Do whatever we... you do next, <laughs> Super Mario Come or whatever you're going to call it, right? Do better, Brazzers. Uh, the the world of Eos is now the world of Penis. 
That that's that's it. That's all yeah. I got right now. But I actually yeah, can't the remember I've got the is... name of anyone else in the game. Yeah, I'm, I've I've pulled up the Wikipedia page to look for names of things that I can turn to porn names. So while I do look for that, we've got a question this week that Gavin alluded to already. Duncan Parker. You don't have to change Ramu's name. Very good. Uh, Duncan Parker Newton Gaines wanted to ask. Now that Laura and Jim have reviews up for Final Fantasy 15, we have to know who is the best boy. Ooh, that's tough. I, I know who um, my favourite boy is. It depends on what criteria we're judging. Can I okay, guess Laura's um, favourite? Who do you think's my favourite? I think Prompto's your favourite because he's like yeah! the funny emo. It's it's not only because he's funny, but his photos are adorable. I love that he goes around like taking like stupid dumb selfies of everything we do, and I love it. He's so, the one uh, I'd fuck. He's the one. That's the criteria. He's the one I would punch. Well, not only is he the one that I would fuck, he's also the one where it's like I'm pretty sure there would be some great photos of us fucking. That's true. (laughs) You know, like some of those photos he takes in the middle of a fight. I'm like, I I, I didn't see you taken, and B, how the hell did you take those? Yes. So so he. So does best boy mean which one would you fuck? Is this what we're answering? It's different. Different criteria have different answers. Because if I was going to fuck one it'd be gladiolus because a you okay. could fall asleep in those big wonderful arms after and 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 b he has the greatest mullet since like okay. Kiefer Sutherland in the in the lost mm. boys <laughs> if, if i'm going just on pure aesthetics i would be fucking noctus if i've got to have a conversation with them if i'm hanging out with them if i'm having brunch with them after we fuck it's going to be prompto yeah now if we're just talking like what on a normal podcast would be the default assumption. Yeah, the, the um, who's who's the, the nicest, favorite, your favorite person. You know. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to be controversial. I think it's controversial because everyone else I've seen talk about him, like talk about him, like they hate his fucking guts, and I can see why. But it's got to be Ignis. I don't hate Ignis. People hate Ignis. I, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say something way more controversial there, as in. Um, you know, people hate archetype character number three. Oh, the smart I, one, I, the funny I, one, the, I, the tough one. They I, are archetypes, but they play really well together. That's, I, that's I, the thing. I don't hate Ignis. I just don't yeah. find him the most interesting part of that ensemble. Uh, mm-hmm. After after a couple of times that he's murdered a giant crab that was trying to kill him and straight away gone, I, I I've developed a new recipe. I've come up with a new recipe. I've come up um, with a new recipe. It's it's cute and like I didn't. I like that when you eventually get some character development for him, but for the longest time he frustrated me in the team. He seemed like the weak link in an interesting cast. I see. See where I differ there is is he was until like later in the game the most consistent um mm. and therefore was kind of like he served the bedrock of the group because I, he's the the kind of the more stoic less changeable one so he was the constant running mm. through the team i'm not gonna Laura, deny where i differ from you on the ignis thing there is the um interesting cast bit <laughs> uh, so here's here's my thing like i I can see that. He's an important part of the team. The team would not work without him being there to be the the bedrock that keeps them grounded. 
doesn't mean that I find him interesting. Oh, sure, sure. At least like, in that I early section. Why, I was much I more into, like, would... I like Prompto taking a picture, and I want to I wanna be kissing Noctis all over his face, and then Gladiolus can lift me up in his big muscular arms and carry <laughs> me off to bed. Ignis didn't factor into that equation. No, no. He, he, he's, he's an unusual character, because he doesn't have a lot of uh, evidenced personality. Mm. Um, it, sometimes you wonder why he's with the others. Like he's he's, he's got, probably like, there to be like babysitter. He's the driver. He is the oh, driver. He's he, the cook. Like, as soon he's as, the D, as, the DD. As soon but as you wonder like what he's getting well, out of this. As soon as as soon as I was allowed to drive for him, I never let him drive again. <laughs> he he was not was the driver the other in my around. game for very long. I just I didn't want to be holding down the R two button the whole time. Yeah, the driving um, in that game is not the most I, entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like being able to just sort of mindlessly do it, but to also be like, if I want to crash into that oncoming car, I can do that. I yeah. like that knowledge. But but yeah, Ignis was basically the. I mean, it's know, better than the all the walking. Man. I'll give you that. <laughs> the walking well, to point A and point B to pick up a fucking dog tag. Ah, uh, riding a chocobo is fun though. Yeah. I called mine Chungus. <laughs> um, but yes, so so anyway, I, a lot of people don't like his constant interruptions with the recipes and everything, and I get yeah. that. He pisses me off with that shit. Um, but I don't know, there's just something about his delivery, like with the English localization. Mm. Uh, I mean, he sounds like Yahtzee without Yahtzee's accent. But he's got the exact same <laughs> timber and everything in the voice. Um, but there's just something about the delivery and the voice that that I found very uh, likable. And he sounds like a much older man than the character looks like. Yes, that's true. Um, I mean, that's common in a lot of um, Japanese media is is sort of voices and the looks when they're localized are uh, often quite different than they sh- G- seem G- like they should be. Jim and Gavin. Yes. I yeah. have another another Final Fantasy fifteen porn name. Okay. Oh, please hit us with it, Arden. Is now Harden. Uh, uh, see, see. You know, yeah. you know. On the topic of Final Fantasy and porn, I've always wondered when I go onto Skyrim Nexus and I'm looking for new mods, and I see all these nudie mods. They all seem to have the same face. This kind of oddly Japanese and almost anime-looking kind of very perfect in big inverted commas there face. And I've always said, where do they all get this one face from their female, like, nudie uh, mods for? And then when I played Final Fantasy this week, I was like, (laughs) well, that's where they get it from. Because every single female in that game has that exact face. The same one. By the way, there's only one female character in that game. (laughs) And uh, she has the same face. Pretty, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I have another porn name. I've been reading the Wikipedia. Lucy can become pussy. Oh, like like pussy. Or juicy. Or juicy. Juicy Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, the problem with the problem with uh, Lucy uh, transferring over to pussy is you have to quickly establish it means pussy and not poo. Or Lucy (laughs) spelled L double O S E Y. Again, no, we don't want that connotation. It's, well, I, I don't know. Are we going for that that kind of niche market? I, I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I think, Umbra. I, Umbra, Cumbra, obviously. Yeah. Or do, Bumbra. Do really... Bumbra. 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 Are you putting the sex puns on the dog? Do you want dog-related sex puns? I mean, it'll be someone dressed. It'll be a human dressed as a okay, dog. Okay, okay, that's okay. We, yeah, it'll we be... didn't have Cumbra. Something for the... 
the man dressed yeah. as a dog. Something for the Yif crowd, just to appeal to everyone. Like, I, I really want this to appeal to everybody, which is why we're going to have, you know, gay orgies and uh, Yiffing. And this is all going to take place in Hammerhead because we don't have to change the name of Hammerhead. Yeah. And it'll all be at the gas station and it'll be like, yeah, let me fill you up. Yeah. And it'll be great. It'll be great. We'll have also someone dressed up in it. We'll get a chicken suit on someone. They could be a cockaboo. Oh, fuck. Oh, I just want to ride you all the way to the next town. I want to ride you all all day long until my rental ticket runs out. I've got some nuts for you. What do you mean, nuts? We eat greens. (laughs) No, I'm referencing Final Fantasy VII with the breeding mechanic. You needed nuts. It's it's a whole thing. Just just take my jizz on your face, please. Stop asking questions. Hey, you never guess who plays uh, Lady Luna... What's her name? Um, Luna Fryer. Lena Headey. Ah! Oh, right. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense now. Did she do it just in Kingsglaive, though? Because I know they changed some voices from Kingsglaive to the, the, the video yeah. game. Yeah, I think Arden's a different voice in the, Possibly, the movie and yeah. the video no, game. Arden's the same. Is King he? Regis, King Regis is like Sean Bean in Kingsglaive, and I, I, it's an ancient yeah. Sean Bean in the game. <laughs> so do we have time to do a couple more questions before we wrap up? Because we, <laughs> yes, we went yes. on a bit of a tangent with that one. So yeah. um, I'll tell you one, one creepy thing, though, before we move on, is... For the longest time playing Final Fantasy XV, I kept thinking to myself, um, Noctis sounds a bit like Paul Aaron, who played Jesse in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And he just has this slight Paul Aaron-ish thing to him. Um, and this is before I watched Kingsglaive. Um, I got about halfway through Final Fantasy XV, thought, right, I want to f- finally start understanding the story. I'll watch Kingsglaive. Um, on Amazon, saw Aaron Paul listed. And I'm like, I didn't know anything about Kingsglaive. So I'm like, well, holy shit. Aaron Paul did play Noxus in the game. That's cool. Um, turns out Aaron Paul isn't in Final Fantasy XV at all, but <laughs> did play the protagonist in Kingsglaive as someone not Noctis. And that just kind of freaked me out. That's a weird circle of events, that is, Jim. Yes. So, questions we got this week. Andy Scarlett has a question just for Gavin. Gavin, okay. what's your album of the year this year? Oh, that is a very good question. Uh oh, it's a very tough question actually. Is there possibly one that... um possibly Gojira, possibly mm. Devon Townsend Transcendence, and possibly Miss Sugar. Uh but I don't know. I know. One of those three. One of those three. Okay, that's fine. We got it down to three. That's that's decent enough. I'm sure Andy Scarlett will be fine with having three albums to check out. Um Yeah. Yeah. That's Kate, better than Kate one. Bush yeah. is about to release a live album at some point, so that's obviously going to be my album of the fucking decade. Yeah. So. I'm sure it will be. Um we've got a question that's kind of aimed at Jim and I think it's a it's an interesting one because I didn't know you talked about this before. So it's a question from okay. Stephen Bates. Does Jim still hold the belief that he once held uh, discussed on an old podtoid once upon a time that any game given a big enough marketing budget can sell enough to earn big franchise status. Do you still believe that if you pump enough money into marketing, any game can be the big new AAA game? Mm, not quite. No, not, not after uh, No that, Man's Sky. <laughs> not after well, no, no. I mean, No, no Man's Sky sold really. No well. Man's Sky sold incredibly well because it was marketed very well. They pumped yeah, a bunch I of marketing s- money in, yeah, and it became a big AAA franchise thing. Exactly. That, yeah, that's that, what I'm that's... saying. That's why it's because people's trust now is fucked on, like indie. Oh, indie you reckon slash... that No Man's Sky has like ruined that going forward, so no one else uh, will be no able to way. succeed that. 
Yeah. No way. People, people don't learn. Um, if they, if people, if people could learn, then No Man's Sky wouldn't have happened in the first place because we've had plenty of lessons before then. Um, like I, I still think there's there's a grain of truth to it. Yeah. I still think that how a publisher treats a game will have a, a significant determining factor in that game's performance. If you treat a game like a failure before it comes out, it's going to fail. Um, and we've seen this with games that aren't pushed. Titan, Titanfall 2 treated ridiculously shittily by, by EA. Um, whereas we, we also have games that just defy... Like, I don't know how they're selling so well. So um, you, and it's because they were pushed. So you don't uh, but reckon at the same t- you don't reckon with a million dollars behind it you could make um, Barbie's Horse Adventure the new game that everyone needs to be playing. If you no, put Amy no, Schumer I, in it, I well, there we go. Um, there are things you can do to to make things like to falsify uh, or, or or at least or at least help kickstart artificially the demand for something. Um, and I still believe that, and I still believe that, you know... Because what I used to say at the time was, Halo is one of the biggest games in the world because Microsoft told everyone it was. And there's still an element of truth to that where, you know, presentation is an incredibly important factor in a game's success. Mm. You tell enough people that this game is the biggest game in the world, people start to believe That's it. That's so like true, you- Jim. Like, every time there's an E3, there's always something to do with Halo, and no one gives a fuck mm. at this point. No one really cares, but they, yeah, they always it, announce it Halo as, like, the big franchise. Yeah, you treat it you treat it like a king, and eventually it'll find a throne. Mm. Uh, and that's not always true. But I do think that, you know, I, I basically, I still believe it to some degree, just not in the absolutist terms that I okay. used to say pretty much everything I said it in. Uh, you know, I used to always speak in fucking absolutes. But, yeah, it's it's still true. I still believe it happens, and a lot of games, you know, it's the money behind them that determines the money they make. But there have been notable games that have huge marketing pushes and fail. Uh, and there are games that have no marketing pushes and become cult successes. Uh, so there's always give and take. There's always uh, differences. Um, so you, I think I've explained myself. Um, been, I was trying to find like one way of summing it up elegantly in a sentence and then just said lots and lots of different sentences. I'm not, I'm not good off the cuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah. That's that's that. You you summed yourself up well and whatnot. Uh, have we got any other questions sort of. before we finish up? Oh, questions. Silent Hound wants to ask, what's the title of the Podquisition porn parody? Um, I, pop, I, I, pop, I saw pop this in, question. Popping this in. That's that'll popping this in. I was I was gonna go really lazy and just call it Fuckquisition. <laughs> See, I was going to go with bodquisition, like body, but that made me cringe and feel like being sick, so I, crotch, I didn't want to say it. Crotchquisition? Mm, I mean, that's... It's about on par with something Brazzers would come up with. Yeah, it's it's up there with Oversnatch, which I pod-quizzen. still maintain... Podquagism. Yeah, okay, I like podquagism. Cockposition. Yeah, Cockposition, Cock- yeah. <laughs> If you think of a good I mean, porn parody title, tell us in the comments or whatever. Yeah, I won't read them. 
I, I will probably read them. I am up for reading a bunch of, like, shittily written porn parody titles for our show. Alright, we'll do that. <laughs> Should we... Yeah, leave your comments, we'll read them out. Yeah, I probably, read, I whatever. Read, I always read the comments on Inquisition. <laughs> I do read them, I'm, I'm, I'm being... Yeah. Which is why I'm apologising to anyone in advance who's a Final Fantasy fan that I may have offended <laughs> with my statements about that yes. game, which I'm sure is a very good game for people who are into that kind of thing, and I'm happy you enjoy it. Honestly, like, right now, popular opinions kind of, as happens with a lot of AAA games, like, now that it's been out for a week, like, there's the backlash kicking in. I never thought I'd be in the position where I'm the one defending a Final Fantasy game <laughs> from from the community at large, but mm. that's where I've been, like, since my review went up yesterday. Like, mm. a lot of... Uh, and, and the Jimquisition I did on Monday talking about the, the narrative patch, there's a lot of mm. how could you defend this. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, I'm the yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen guy, like... This is this is a weird thing for me to be on the other side of it, actually sticking up for a Final Fantasy. Um, I have to say, yeah. I like I I gave it a try because so many people were asking me to, and it just wasn't my kind of thing. Which is fair enough. It, yeah. It's hitting all of my bullet points right now, where it's like this is the thing I want to be fucking playing. So, do you I'm... ever feel though with the side quest they like made an entire game out of the worst bits of Dragon Age Inquisition? Like, go here, get this run for like I'm, 10 minutes pick thing up and bring I'm it back i'm not i'm not feeling that way so far okay i'm i'm enjoying it in the same way i enjoyed xenoblade chronicles in that i am just enjoying exploring that world and killing big stuff on my way and if i happen to get a side quest done on the way then that's all the better i'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on it like i i i I, I agree with Gavin that there's a lot of back and forth, and the between the regalia driving and the really long loading screens, that can be a pain in the ass. Wait, um, the the regal? Oh yeah, that's the name of the regalia in our porn parody. Ah, I oh, the regalia. Doing ah. that for a, for a moment. Yeah, the regal. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like we've hit a point. Is this is this where we end the show? This I think week? we're done. We, we sound tired. We we tired ourselves <laughs> we, out with all that exciting porn writing. We we've kind of hit the petit mort of the of the podcast. <laughs> um, it's about time to wrap up, uh, folks. Thanks for listening. We've had a lot of fun here as we always do. Laura, can you tell the lovely listeners where they can find more of you if they're so inclined? Me, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where I'm playing Final Fantasy XV every day, alongside doing some episodes of Lady Killer in a Bind, which is a BDSM game, and some trucking videos with Joe Parlock, where we get in a truck and chat some bullshit. Other than that, you can find me on letsplayvideogames.com, where the big exciting thing I have in the works right now is an article about imagined video game vaginas, and I've seen the art for it. It's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, that teaser <laughs> art you showed was, was wonderful. I, I, I will send you some art, Jim. I think you're going to be excited by some of the stuff I didn't share on Twitter. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I look forward to that. There's a uh, phrase Gav- that triggers joy in Jim when he hears, <laughs> I will send you some art, Jim, because he knows it's always going to be something filthy. It's going to be dirty. It's often in nature. Um, Gavin, um, we, we, well, we talked about the uh, level seven, which yep. everyone should be listening to, but, but just to reiterate, uh, what stuff do you have for people? You can come over to YouTube to my channel where I do all of the cool musics and a lot of it is video game themed. And the latest one out is, of course, the game that Jim is objectively wrong in his opinion about Dishonored 2. And <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. 
And oh yeah, and the YouTube channel is Miracle of Sound as well. I suppose I should tell you that. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, if you want to see more of Full Service Station, then my review is up on, on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel. Um, also, do check out fistshark.com for Fist Shark Marketing. Uh, and do check out, the, the if you haven't yet, the Kickstarter for Plague Road, uh, which is um, done by my spin-off Doctor's co-host, uh, Conrad Zimmerman. He's the, uh, the designer for Plague Road, uh, alongside Luke Bernard uh, and uh, the rest of the people at Arcade Distillery. Uh, and I'm the... Uh, voiceover narrator for that and if you f- if that gets funded then i will feel confident in my voice acting ability after a fan of mine decided to post not once but twice uh, that i am the uh, literally terrible voice actor uh, and it wasn't enough that they said it on the youtube um video for the trailer for herald which i'm, I'm playing a character mm. in uh, no they had to also say it on my official facebook page uh, they cared that much uh, that I like I'm, how it's that you're literally acting. terrible as opposed to just terrible as if there's a difference yeah. between those well, again, oh. like they really they really couldn't overemphasize enough how, how, how much they hate my acting so so do do back play Road if you're inclined I, I forgot about Kickstarter stuff um, I don't have to pitch a Kickstarter because it already passed um, there's a gaming magazine called a, Pro- a Profound Waste of Time that I believe also has uh, Mr. Jonathan Holmes involved on it and yeah. Yeah, that got that that got put through. So you know, go chuck in some money if you want on that. But it's past its goal, so don't worry too much. It's twenty eight thousand out of twenty thousand pounds. It's a nice and title. Yeah, profound waste. Is it of about time. Final it's, Fantasy fifteen? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, get in it's so much trouble. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's a nicely made magazine of a bunch of like non time sensitive game features with very nice art done with them. So you know, go yeah. check that out if you want it because I wrote some stuff in that, and so did Holmes. Cool. Also, by the way, um, if you listen to the radio at all, or you can listen to it online, um, BBC Radio 4 quoted my Jimquisition on NES, on the NES Classic and Nintendo Shitty Distribution uh, on the programme You and Yours. Uh, so that's just an interesting thing. It's yeah. kind of fun. And I think that's it. I think we're done. Thank you all for listening and your support and everything. Um, it's always appreciated. And I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>